Hello and welcome to the BarCast. I'm your host, Nick Barr, coming to you on a Thursday afternoon. It's 3 o'clock. I am at the Khan Academy offices here in downtown Mountain View. I am speaking into a microphone, so we'll see if the audio quality is better or worse. I hope better, but I'm also in a meeting room next to other meeting rooms. There's lots of ambient sound, so really exciting times for the BarCast. How was your Thanksgiving? Mine was excellent. I spent it in New York, and I'm, I kind of have like a weird New York hangover um, ever since I got back. A little bit low energy, a little unmotivated, um, a little down on San Francisco, punctuated by uh, last night. I, I went to do my shift at the bookstore um, where I work Wednesday nights, and just two people who were super high like smashed a window next to our store and then smashed a window on the other side of our store luckily sort of passed over our store then they got um, arrested but by the time the police came a fire had started across the street and uh i don't know just tense times in san francisco not a great vibe uh i was exposed to some news unfortunately so I have some dim idea of what's happening in uh, North Korea, what's happening on our president's Twitter account. I just, I don't know how I got exposed to it, but um, don't worry, that's not the subject of this barcast. Um, because I'm on work time, I wanted to discuss work stuff. Uh, hopefully it'll... It'll have some application beyond Khan Academy, but yeah, this will be pretty producty or techy, and so if you have no interest in that stuff, uh, I apologize. We'll try to get you a barcast that's relevant to you soon. I, I want to acknowledge that I I think it's been a long time since I published a barcast. I've been recording, but my recordings have been like so personal that when I finished them, I actually ended up posting them privately. Um, despite the barcast being essentially an invisible podcast, I, I don't, there's just some things I'm not going to post, um, despite, despite it appearing like I have no filter, uh, for quality at all. Um, there are some barcasts that do not get released into the wild. So I'm doing a little bit of research lately at Khan Academy into pedagogy, or as pedagogues call it, pedagogy, but I will stick with pedagogy, um, about learning environments, about tech, and, and these, these books and articles are really fascinating because they're not written by technical people, and they might be from the late 90s or early 2000s. So they're sort of addressing the, the opportunity in, in sort of interesting and interestingly different ways. And so one of the phrases that comes up a lot in, in these pieces is, is synchronous or asynchronous learning or synchronous learning environments, asynchronous learning environments. Um, and synchrony is something that also comes up, I mean, just in interfaces in general. And... 
I wanted to kind of go deep today on what asynchronous and synchronous even mean. Um, and I think I'll make the claim that like they might be meaningless. I mean, they're certainly not super useful and they might actually not have meaning and, and sort of be detrimental to uh, designing these environments in the first place. So just to get started, like I pulled out a quote from a book I'm currently reading called Building Online Learning Communities by Payloff and Pratt. And I'm just using this as a very typical example of, um, you know, how we talk about synchronous and asynchronous uh, learning environments. So online classes can be conducted either synchronously, real-time virtual classrooms or chat, or asynchronously, meaning that postings are staggered. Our preference, based on our experiences with online teaching, is for the asynchronous environment. The asynchronous environment allows participants to log on to the class or discussion at any time, think about what's being discussed, and post their own responses when they wish. However, recent advances in synchronous technology, as well as increasing skill with its use, are helping us see the benefits of this form of technology in community building and the delivery of an online class." End quote. So I'm not picking on that book or those writers. Um, this is like a, a totally typical snippet. Um, you can go to Wikipedia pages for asynchronous learning. Um, and, and, and while we'll only focus on learning for this conversation, similar conversations happen outside of learning environment uh, talk, right? So, um, this, you know, synchronous and asynchronous isn't limited to talking about online classes. Um, so, like, what, what's, what's being said here? What's being said is as technology gets better, we have a choice between synchronous and asynchronous formats. Um, and, uh, you know, the authors in this case are making the claim that asynchronous environment or asynchronous formats are preferable, uh, because, well, for multiple reasons, and they go into them later in, in the post, but, um, uh, you know, giving people some time, um, to think, write sort of more th thought out responses, right. As opposed to sort of the rush that might come out of something like a chat. Um, I'm not going to disagree with that claim. I'm just going to disagree with the distinction in the first place that there is such a thing as a synchronous format or an asynchronous format or a synchronous environment or an asynchronous environment. I think there are probably certain contexts or behaviors that could be said to be synchronous or asynchronous, but, um, you know, I'm going to say it's pretty rare. And again, maybe I don't even believe in there being such a thing as let's say like a synchronous environment so like what, what do i mean um i'll talk about like tech solutions in a little bit but before we go into tech solutions uh, i actually just want to start in the classroom with um what you could call learning moments or activities um and and this is relevant to work at khan academy so these are things that we talk about all the time um at work um and are still sort of sorting through in our heads, right? So we'll talk about like homework, exit tickets, debates. Um, you know, one of the first things you might say is like, well, look, you've got the classroom and uh, in class, that's all synchronous, right? Uh, it's all happening simultaneous. It's, it's, we're all together physically in the same space. So that's, that's a synchronous environment. And then out of class is asynchronous. So let's say something like homework is done asynchronously 
Um, well, maybe, uh, but oftentimes homework is started in class. Um, oftentimes homework is done together by students, um, maybe against the rules, but that's the reality. Um, another thing that you might say about homework is that it's, it's asynchronous because it's sort of untimed or unstructured, but it's, it's not really, I mean, it has to be done by tomorrow. Um, and not only does it have to be done by tomorrow, but like calendars being what they are and student schedules being what they are, you know, probably done in a 30 minute window. Um, so it actually might be quite, quite sort of structured in time. Um, and then homework might be started in class, but it also actually might be uh, finished or reviewed in class as well, right? So the at-home part may only be a component of the overall homework experience. When we observe classrooms, uh, teacher a very familiar pattern will be teachers will sort of say, like, okay, like what problems do you want to go over in the homework? People will raise their hand. I want to go over problem ten, and then they'll go over that synchronously, uh, I suppose, unless some of the students are checked out and doing their own thing while we go over problem ten because it wasn't a problem for me. Now is that asynchronous? Well, we're in the same space, but we're doing different things. Um, or confusion. I'll just add more confusion. So like, there's an exit ticket. An exit ticket is like a ten minute activity that's done at the end of the class. So is it synchronous? Well, yeah, like, I mean, the whole class is sitting doing their exit ticket, but it's usually done independently. Students are doing their own exit ticket quietly. Um, and because of that independent nature of an exit ticket, there's technology out that personalizes it. So my exit ticket might not be the same as my partner's. So is that synchronous or asynchronous? Um, you know, if I finish my exit ticket early, I might start my homework. Uh, or... Teachers might have students compare their answers with a partner or trade papers with their partner. Is that a synchronous activity then? Uh, and I'll, I'll just throw one more activity in here. And again, the aim here is just to undermine the perceived cleanness of synchronous and asynchronous activities. Um, you've got the debate. So the debate by all appearances is very synchronous. So it's, it's a live exercise held in class. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna say, uh, you know, the reconstruction was successful and half the class will argue yes. And half the class will argue no, but maybe we've been doing research before that debate to sort of support our position, or maybe we're going to do personal reflection after are those asynchronous components. I'm not sure. And then even in the heat of the debate itself, well, we've got turns and we're, um, we're, we're not speaking all at once. We're, we're actually in a very structured environment and, and there's papers like the structured academic controversy. I mean, there's all sorts of um, research and writing done about how to have a good debate in class. And, and so these, these aren't anything like chat, right? Uh, they're actually quite structured activities. I, I don't know, is that asynchronous or synchronous? Is a debate asynchronous or synchronous? So again, the purpose of bringing up these activities is just to um, use them as a test to see how useful the phrases asynchronous and synchronous are. And uh, my, my takeaway is they're not useful. Um, I'm also like suspicious, like who came up with these phrases? And I wonder if it isn't like an engineer, like some 
big important engineer in the early days of online learning uh, because like asynchrony is important and well-defined in computer programming and I won't be the one to define it for you but my understanding is like and this will be funny I guess to anyone who knows what the answer is but I think like so there's a thread there's threads and a thread is like a, a thing on which events can happen so if you've got a if you've got Facebook, you've got some computer program, it's all sorts of events are happening and they're happening on some threads. And so synchronous events are handled on like the main thread. Um, and actually like they, they they sort of have to happen all at once. So just like they're basically happening on, I think it's called clock time, like just sort of as the clock is ticking, they're happening and um, they're happening when they can happen and one might block the other. Um, and then asynchronous events can sort of be handled on these multiple multiple other threads, like the non-main threads, um, and they can be triggered by certain criteria, or they can be started when another one is finished. Um, so there's there's that staggering element. It's interesting, like to go deep on that because that that part of asynchronous makes sense. So asynchronous, both I think in this sort of environmental way that the pedagogues mean, as well as in computer programming, I think it means sort of like staggered. Like these things can happen independently of each other. But synchronous in sort of common parlance, I think, means like sort of simultaneous all at once. So chat is sort of synchronous or synchronously done. Um, whereas in computer programming, like synchronous means, I mean, they, things can't happen at the same time. Um, something has to go first. I, I mean, I guess chat is actually a good example of that. Like in human behavior, like chat, People can be talking at the same time and talking over each other. But if, it, if you look at a chat app, I mean, even if everyone's participating at the same time, at the end of the day, like something has to be posted after the other. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm just suspicious of synchronous and asynchronous and language. And I'm, I haven't gotten that much utility out of it in my conversations at Khan Academy. In general, I think they tend to be wrong. Uh, like bad conversation so we'll say like oh homework is asynchronous and it's done at home i know exactly what's going on it's like well no it's more fluid than that um and also by the way what does asynchronous mean exactly um i, I think the good news is that um we do have useful words to talk about these activities and these environments uh and i think a lot of those good words come from game design uh, and i wanted to talk through a few of them um one of the one of the sort of uh ways to slice up activities is you could talk about real time versus turn based so that's um straight out of gaming in fact within strategy you know you've got an rts real time strategy versus turn based strategy um, if you, I, I'm not going to like go too deep on gaming. So if you don't know anything about gaming, I'll, I'll do my best to accommodate you, but you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, so a real time game, um, is anyone in which you're sort of mashing your buttons. Um, so something like a command and conquer, I think world of Warcraft is real time strategy. Like you're just, you're building your base and doing your stuff and telling your people to go fight those other people. Whereas turn-based, I mean, chess is, is obviously turn-based. And then turn-based strategy um, 
will be a game where you know I make my, my move and you make your move, and it might be happening quite fast. That um, we'll talk about timed and untimed in a second, but um, the point is there's there's some turn structure. Dungeons and Dragons is turn based, I think. Um, and so you know if you apply this to homework, for instance, um, homework is done real time, like it's. Uh, it's um there's no turns in in homework or uh debates which are superficially sort of oh happening all at once are actually turn-based um so that's one lens another lens is timed versus untimed right and so one of the things that i think is funny with classrooms and learning is like almost nothing is truly untimed so some things are more obviously timed than others a practice exam is so obviously timed you've got 30 35 minutes but there's almost nothing that's purely untimed. So even something like homework still has a due date, and that due date is tomorrow. And in fact, mastery or competence over material also has a due date. That's by the end of the year. I mean, this is one of the fundamental tensions of self-paced learning and personalized learning is like, yeah, you can go at your own pace, but you you still have like a, a deadline. Um, and so I think there are actually very, very few experiences I can think of in learning that are, or at least in, in my work, not all of learning, but... I work at Khan Academy. That's like truly untimed. Um, single player versus multiplayer is, is hugely important. I just I just continue to use those phrases, even though they don't always apply to games at my job. Um, homework is or should be single player, maybe, unless the teacher wants to make it multiplayer. Exit tickets are single player. Debates are multiplayer. Um and I, I think for the most part, if your activity is single player, then you don't really have to worry about a lot of this stuff. So like, um, I think things only get more interesting and more challenging when, when activities are multiplayer. In other words, when many people are playing the game, um, I almost think you could describe some activities like massively single player. So homework, we're all doing it, but, um, there's no network effect there. The more that we do it, the more. That doesn't mean it has more value. Um, and if something's massively single player, I think that's like a fairly good opportunity that there's a fairly good chance that there's an opportunity there. So for instance, homework is massively single player, but if we had the data of how people are doing the homework, then we can potentially bubble up interesting insights like which were the most challenging problems or what are the most controversial answers. So for instance, half the class has five and half the class has negative five. That's interesting. What, what can we learn from that? Other lenses, um, competitive, cooperative, collaborative. Uh, are we working together or are we working against each other? So a debate is certainly competitive, but a debate likely consists of teams, and those teams are cooperating or collaborating. Um, I kind of nerd out on cooperation versus collaboration, but I'm not convinced that's a real distinction there. Uh, there are probably more useful ways to talk about it, but I, I guess... The question there is something like, are we, do we have a common goal or do we have common labor? So I prototyped something with uh, some colleagues early in the year um, where students are working on their own to, let's say, beat a monster. So the monster has 100 hit points and anytime anyone gets a question right, um, that's minus five hit points to the monster. So that's interesting. That's that's cooperative, right? We're all cooperating to 
defeat the monster or if we're not really cooperating it's just a cooperative pursuit i guess you could say it's a cooperative game um, but we we can we can work independently and in fact like that case we we are working independently so like casino blackjack is another example like we're all high-fiving each other when we win we're all beating the dealer but like we pretty much stay out of each other's way and in fact like we never really collaborate we at worst just get in each other's way so i might hit when i should have stood and now you know i get the card that you think you should have gotten and you get pissed off at me um there's a spectrum like there there are some co-op games where it's more clear that we're working together but we don't have to so like you know we could play a zombie shooting game and i'm looking for items and you're just shooting all the zombies and like it sort of works out in the end we just sort of take on different roles Versus, I mean, collaborative, what's, there's that iPhone game where um, people have to shout instructions for each other to, like, do things. Uh, I think it's called, like, Space Space Crash. I actually don't know the name of the game. Um, that's an obvious example. What's a more mainstream example? Soccer. Like, you have to work together. And if you don't work together, the thing's not going to work. So working, like, working together is the game. I think that's true collaboration. Um, I think about Wikipedia a lot in this context because Wikipedia is a collaborative pursuit, but our actions are mostly s not single player, but I mean, it it's iterative, right? I mean, so I'll make an edit, then you make an edit, then someone else makes an edit. We're not like co-authoring edits necessarily. So uh, anyway, I, th I think that whole area is really rich. And then, I mean, each of these could be its own bar cast, but I'm just kind of doing a survey now with the intent to raise useful alternatives to synchronous and asynchronous. Um, another um, lens is emergent versus convergent. This is kind of, I think of all the ones I've talked about, this is the one that's like least, you, I don't, I'm not sure if you could Google emergent versus convergent and find anything, but when I think about emergent versus convergent activities a convergent activity is like has like a telos what's like a non-academic way of describing it? you know it has an endpoint it has an aim it wants an outcome um beat the monster get the answer right um most games are convergent um any game with an ending is pretty much convergent um, and activities might be convergent. So debates are, are convergent. Homework is convergent. Um, an exit ticket is convergent. Um, and then emergent behavior or emergent games or emergent activities are rarer and in, in many ways more interesting. And they allow for things to happen that the game designer might not have intended or thought of, or they might have thought of, but they wanted this, the player to design or come across. So, I mean, SimCity, I think, could be called emergent. SimCity might have an ending, but if it does, it's sort of incidental to the main game. Um, an activity that might be emergent in the classroom might be... Um, compare and contrast the rule of Napoleon with the rule of Louis XIV. Well, 
we all might compare and contrast the rule, those rules differently, and we might converge on some important commonalities or differences, but there's not exactly like a right answer there, and we might want to allow for some really interesting things to emerge. Um, we might discuss the significance uh, together. Um, I, I think emergent and convergent come up a little bit in this context because I would sort of suggest that synchronous activities are ideal for convergent or sorry, synchronous environments are ideal for conversion activities. I would say like the meeting is a really good example. So like why have a meeting ever? Um, I think one of the reasons is just to come to a decision. I think meetings are really useful for, for making decisions. Um, and a decision is a convergence. Whereas a forum or um, what are other asynchronous environments... Um, I'll just say form for now. It might be good for emergent behavior, so sort of a thread that lasts a long time. Um, I think asynchronous environments are nice for emergent behavior. And it's not a hundred percent, you know, tried and true. There, there have been really great synchronous emergent experiences. Um, Again, I, I, I'm actually, I should stay away from synchronous and asynchronous because I've just made the point that I don't think they're super useful. So I think like real-time real time emergent behavior. Reddit actually did something which was like buying up little squares on a quilt until there were no more squares left. It was sort of this emergent real-time activity. Um, it ended, but it, it didn't converge. It, it created fabric. Um, and, and you can also have convergent turn-based or convergent um, untimed activities. So a forum that says, like, what's the best camera for me to buy? It's kind of convergent. Like, I'm I'm looking for an answer, and in fact, I might end up closing the thread with a check mark next to the best answer um, at the end of it. Anyway, the... The idea there is just to brain dump out a bunch of actually useful phrases that don't know one of which replaces synchronous or asynchronous, but sort of in totality may help. So for instance, if we go back and look at like a debate, you know, we were asking before, is a debate synchronous or asynchronous? Well, a debate is a competitive, real-time um activity that sort of consists of turn-based activities, um, right? So it's sort of conducted live in the classroom, but consists of turn-based um, actions. Um, and while it's competitive, it likely consists of teams whose members collaborate. They collaborate probably real time to prepare their arguments. Um, and and what we're not looking for here is like a tidy schematization of debates, um, I think all we're really looking for is like to make the point that these activities are pretty fluid and like they're pretty resistant to categorization, at least in the in, in this way. Um, and so your responsibility as a designer designing environments or interfaces to accommodate these kinds of fluid activities, you got to support multiple contexts and behaviors. And I, and I think like this is sort of obviously true if you look at the space beyond learning. 
so consider like Slack. Um, is Slack synchronous or asynchronous? There, there, I mean, there's no answer to that, right? It's, it's a non-answer. Slack is designed to accommodate all of the contexts and behaviors that arise in work environments. So you should be able to have a real-time chat in Slack. You should be able to have a uh, over the course of weeks discussion. You should be able to leave someone a note on Friday and come back to it Monday. And you know, Slack has built out more and more functionality to support that. So you've got video and phone calls now, which are like in theory very synchronous. Although I, I would say sort of simultaneous, little real-time live activities. Uh, then you've got threading and highlights and digest. They're all helping you come back later. Um, you can look outside of Slack. I mean, there's a million interfaces. One that I think is kind of fun is if you look at um, fantasy football drafts, at least in ESPN. ESPN has like a draft room. And so a draft is seemingly like the most synchronous thing, right? We're all at, hey, Wednesday, 9 p.m., that's the draft, and all 20 of us have to be there. Um, but again, like it's while we're all there, it's turn based. So while one of us is um, sort of on deck, the other 19 teams are doing something very different. And even beyond that, like it might be the case that I'm on vacation that day and won't be there. And so I can do my best to queue up my dream draft and then just sort of hope that uh, it'll go the way I want it to. And, and so there, there is room for asynchronous behavior there. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the point is any modern system has to support multiple contexts and behaviors. And the vast majority of, of those are mixed. Um, I think an open, an interesting open question for me though is, is that like a super good thing? So Slack is um, an example of this is like in its agnosticism about how it's used, does Slack sort of drive one kind of behavior? It's almost like a game theory question. So it's like um, asynchronous behavior doesn't care if it gets asynchronous or synchronous behavior back. But synchronous behavior only wants synchronous behavior back, right? So if I chat, hey, got a sec? Like, I, I want I want a response immediately. Um, and so, you know, certainly people report having issues with Slack and, and maybe there's something about its platformy, multiple context nature that makes time management difficult. And actually, the, the book that I mentioned earlier, the... Um, the Payloff and Pratt book talks about time management extensively as, as an issue for, for online learning. Um, and, you know, I mentioned forums earlier, but I think forums are really interesting because forums are sort of stubbornly asynchronous. Like forums are this dinosaur from Web 1.0 of like they're built the way they are because that's how building on the Internet used to be like. There's no notion of presence or so-and-so is typing on a forum. There's any number of startups trying to bring forums to the modern age, and maybe one of them will succeed. But 
I wonder if forums succeed precisely because of their um, like precise match to asynchronous behavior. In other words, forums sort of, instead of accommodating multiple contexts and behaviors, sort of enforce just one. Like they accommodate this one context. Um, I don't know if 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 new products can come out and insist that they're only used in this one way. But forums were invented at a time when that was all that was happening. And I wonder if they've persisted because they do that job well. One final thought is... So, yeah, I mean, what might it look like to to create a platform or create a product in 2018 that accommodates multiple contexts but doesn't fall into that trap of certain behaviors sort of winning out or dominating the product. And I wonder, you could almost imagine a product that has, I suppose you could call it progressive enhancement or um, accommodation, which is just to sort of say it's aware of presence and changes the functionality accordingly. I'll give an example that's in my mind, but I'm sure there are a lot more interesting ones. So let's say you have a product um, out and it's it's a conversation app of some sort for learners. And the expectation is, is being done at home and it's it's great. It's it's built for asynchronous usage. It's very forumsy or however. It's a discussion board. Um, but if six or seven people are on at the same time, it maybe a chat window pops up to facilitate their work. And maybe the chat window is clearly sort of secondary, so it doesn't take away from the output of the discussion board. It's sort of like a working section. You know, Google Docs and 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 Quip and other things have this where there's sort of a, a section, a comment section or a chat section that's like clearly marked out as non-competitive with the main doc or the main area. This is sort of a scratch pad. Wikipedia has this, they have a talk section. That's, that's adding functionality, but you might want to restrict functionality as well. So for instance, when there's only a few people on, two or three on, um, you might welcome people sort of posting as they wish. But if the conversation heats up, you start to risk certain people dominating the conversation, um, certain people sort of receding into the background. And so you may end up, for instance, with enough people present, enforce turns. You might make it a turn-based uh, activity. Um, so before, it was real time when there weren't that many people on. And when there are a lot of people on, you're going to make it turn-based. I mean, so concretely, just so you understand what I'm saying, like um, I post and uh, I go to the end of the queue, you know, fantasy draft style. Great. Now you're 20 of 20. Or if not turn-based, you could time it, right? So you, uh, you've got five minutes before you can post again or energy bars. There's, there's a number of different design patterns to, to enforce that. Um, so, so this notion of progressive enhancement or whatever you would want to call it, it doesn't simply mean creating more functionality or, or more features or adding. It means like modifying the experience to, to fit um, 
to fit the people who are using it at any given moment. Okay, well, uh, this was good for me. I don't know if it was good for you. I sure hope so. I don't feel any guilt about recording this on Khan Academy time. And uh, I look forward to follow-up conversations on uh, some of the ideas brought up here. See you next time.